Hey, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's do this. continue all the way to episode 367 of the five-ish fangirls podcast you're missing the point there's no throne there's no version of this where you come out on top maybe your army comes and maybe it's too much for us but it's all on you because if we can't protect the earth you could be damn well sure we'll avenge it welcome everyone to this week's episode of the five-ish fangirls podcast so glad you could join us let's start off like we do over at the virtual table and see who's joined us this week this is Brittany Belvedere. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Sally from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Oh, this is going to be a fun, fun one. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. And of course, you know, we can't really talk superheroes, uh, especially the MCU, without a couple of folks that eh, know a thing or two about superheroes because they have one or two or 12 or 27, I've lost count at this point, (laughs) superhero-related podcasts (laughs) among the others that they do. But we have brought back DJ Nick and Charles Skaggs. Welcome, welcome. Hi, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for having us back. Yes, thank you so much. Start the theme song to Welcome Back, Cotter. Welcome back. I was going to say, well, you know, you didn't didn't trash the living room too bad last time, so. (laughs) We have to try harder this time. I suppose. (laughs) Just get, get you know, just get the Hulk and toss around a puny god, and there you go. Uh, exactly. Or or get a certain Iron Man drunk and have his best buddy tell him that the party's over and he needs to sleep, and everybody else yeah. needs to sleep. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't want to encourage Tony Stark's alcoholism. Okay. No, no that no, would that idea. would be that would be a bad idea. Bad yeah, idea. Yeah. That would be counterproductive. <laughs> Quite. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, we will get to that, but first we'll do the usual news and like, because we don't really have a whole lot of news. Uh, but uh, fault late, fault like. I can't. Should I should I take this one? Since please, you know, it is- Chrissy, it, it is your home. It's in your neck of the woods. It is. It is. My, it's my your home convention. Dog. You talk about. I've been. I I spent. I rewatched the like I needed to rewatch it, but I rewatched the Avengers this <laughs> afternoon. But I spoke pretty much the entire time, so I think I broke my mouth <laughs> quoting the entire movie. So I will ah. take a breather here for a moment. Take a, take a breather <laughs> because this is a big piece of news. So Fan X Salt Lake. Salt Lake Fan X, whatever you want to call it, has announced its first round of guests. Um, if you're local, or even if you're not local, you could come for sure. It's um, it's, it's going to be this year, September 20, 22nd through 24th. So it might be a little more chilly. So like the cosplayers who are wearing layers and layers of stuff, you're not going to probably be as, as sweltering as normal. But 
um, some of the highlights of the guests, first and foremost, they have Captain James T. Kirk himself coming, William Shatner. He's been twice before. Uh, I've seen him both times, and he's always a treat. And uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who is in a lot of things, but you probably know him from uh, Mandalorian as... Now I'm blanking on the name of his character. That really scary guy in the last couple episodes. Uh, <laughs> Moff Gideon, right? Moff yes. Gideon. Yes. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, I'm You're looking welcome. at I'm looking at the image here. I'm like, oh yeah, and he was the the, the magic mirror. He was, the one, with, he was the one with the dark saber. <laughs> yeah, dark saber. Yes. I just remember him being very scary. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, he's gonna be there. Uh, Tara Strong, who's voiced everything you've Thanks. ever known. Yeah. Uh, including bubbles oh yeah and miss minutes from uh loki like yeah, bubbles from powerpuff girls but yeah uh i'm just scrolling through here todd habercorn he's a, an anime voice actor jess harnell he's kind of a staple here at fanfix now but we love him and yeah a lot of voice actors dante bosco rufy oh that was pathetic <laughs> but, yes. and Zuko all those great guys um yeah and then uh vincent d'onofrio was also announced kingpin himself and uh tom cavanaugh brett spiner i think spiner is in here somewhere i'm just i'm on their facebook page like i know there's yeah. more and felicia but, yeah. day oh yeah felicia Woo! day is gonna be there queen of the nerds so, yes. yeah so they will i'm sure the, the way they go they will continue to announce and teased and give us all kinds of fun things to look forward to so after having had to miss it for the last couple of years i am actually looking forward to it i miss uh, i miss artist alley oddly mm. enough i actually started going online and like looking up artists you know fan artists and be like i'm just gonna buy some of your stuff because i need some new art mm. not because i have anywhere to put it up just because i want it <laughs> mm. i started I started bullet journaling, which is sort of a, 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 a cross between journaling and scrapbooking. And I have a mm-hmm. whole bunch of stuff just in journals and decorated with stickers and all kinds of crazy stuff. So I'm like, ah, this is what I can do with all my art that I get mm-hmm. because it's so much fun. But anyway, mm-hmm. so there's Fan X in September. Um, I think, yeah. I think they're still they're still selling tickets at somewhat of a discount, twenty five percent until the end of April. So if you want to go, get your tickets now. Mm-hmm. Not a sponsor, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> we could only wish. We could only wish. Yeah. Nice, right? yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a good guest list. So I imagine it's only going to get better. Oh yeah, I say, that's a really good mm-hmm. guest list. And it's the, only the fourth announcement. Yeah, so and, and they'll slowly start trickling out some more, and then towards towards when it gets really close, that's when they save all the really really big ones. Like I remember, like was it the first year they did it, or it was one of the real early ones? Like the day before the con, they announced that Stan Lee was going to be there. Mm. Oh, nice. And for me, it was a choice between Stan Lee and William Shatner, and now I. <sighs> like which one do i do i actually picked shatner now i probably am regretting that but actually no i don't regret it because captain i, Kirk, he, I got you to get me a sign 
autograph. Yes, too. yes, you did, you did. So, indeed, but nah, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome sauce. Oh, that looks exciting. I was just excited for convention season. So, yes. <laughs> Bring it on! Please, nothing screw this up. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. So so that's really all we have for news. We do have uh, you know, kind of a (laughs) feed update for your podcast feed, so appropriately enough (laughs) with our guest here, Holly! was just on the most recent episode of happiness and darkness talking about the 1990 captain america movie which yes i'm sorry not bad (laughs) it's not bad it's better than what i expected i i actually (laughs) openly apologized to holly because she said she'd never seen it before but i was actually surprised that yeah she enjoyed it so i was like i don't feel so bad now it's it's you know what i've noticed is sometimes you have movies that people you know you hear like oh it's so terrible it's so awful it's so like you you know it's just the worst thing ever and then you actually watch it and you're expecting you know the worst thing ever and you know your your expectations are so low that it's actually not so bad no <laughs> that that might be that might be uh there might be something to that i mean aside from an italian red skull done terribly but other than that it was it was a it's a fun watch yeah. i will say mm-hmm. yeah um and then for all the people who utilize patreon there this month's gold standard patreon pick is now out and available where we talk about the 2003 best picture nominee mystic river which devolved into a 15 minute rant from i think all three of us at the end about how it absolutely should not have won best picture that lord of the rings return of the king definitely was the correct winner (laughs) (laughs) so is this is this a a taste of things to come when you get to return of the king oh yes two or three years i had had to rein myself in quite a bit (laughs) Like sneak, otherwise, sneak I just, peek. I just, yeah, I was like, this is just going to be a repeat of what you're going to hear from me in a couple of years. <laughs> so. Hopefully, people have really short memories. <laughs> at least the, the Patreon supporters, yeah. at least. Yeah. Well, unless you unless you're a Patreon supporter, you'll never hear that rant. So, so there you go. There you go. If that's incentive to go support on Patreon, there you go. <laughs> you want it? You want to hear Rachel rant her guts out? Go go support Gold Standard on Patreon. Yeah. Yep. Amen. <laughs> so that is that. Uh, that's some feedback. That's some feedback from Shalane. Um, uh, she did. She mentioned um, that because we were trying to figure out why the hell they had moved the career of Obi Wan two days. And I'm, this probably has nothing to do with it, but she made a good point that the uh, Stranger Things does drop that same day. <gasps> oh, oh, that's right. I completely forgot. So Ooh. it could be Disney maybe trying to compete with Netflix. Possibly. Hmm. Who knows? Um, maybe. Maybe. So so maybe it, it premieres. So it premieres the the new uh, the on Obi Wan's new date, the Friday. Yes. Yeah. Why, hmm. why try to split your audience though? Mm-hmm. 
because I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like I. It's mm. it's Disney. It's Disney. <laughs> who the who the hell knows what they do anymore? Yeah, I love them, but I I stopped questioning them a long time ago. So mm-hmm. like, it does it does no good. Yep. Two no episodes good. by Stranger Things is all of the episodes. Like, yeah. What? Well, Most people are probably going to do who are fans of both is watch the Obi Wan two Obi Wan episodes and then go over and watch Stranger Things. It's not going to be yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have to choose one or the other. I mean, other than what order you watch it, it's just oh, I'm going to watch yeah. this first and then we'll go watch the other thing. Yeah, it's not like you're competing for ratings as such. Yeah, who knows? whatever. But that was the point that we did miss so thank you shalane for that so she keeps um, us on our toes she does um and then uh she points out a celebrity passing that we also missed estella harris who was george's mom on seinfeld but she's also the voice of mrs potato head in the toy story movies yes she was she was once i got looking at it and looking at the news uh she was in a lot of things that she just you know yeah kind of flew under the radar but you know she's just kind of always there (laughs) yes but now mr mrs potato head are reunited yes (laughs) indeed um and then she mentioned some of her favorite elton john songs because we talked about elton john last last episode she has very similar taste to the rest of us good job girl um and then she gave us a nice long list of other singers and or bands that she would like to maybe hear us talk about at some point. <laughs> so some of those that we have talked about, like specific albums, like we've done an album of The Who. So yeah. Uh, I mean, we talked a little bit. Of, I mean, we talked somewhat about David Bowie when he passed. But yeah, probably at some point we'll probably give him his own full episode. Um, mm-hmm. So. Uh, so yeah she's she's always good with the suggestions of topics indeed um we shall then, never lack <laughs> yes and then she also suggested that we talk about the tv show glee which i was a huge glee fan at least when it first started it went off the rails there towards the end and i it sort of it sort of died off for me but that could be an interesting mm-hmm. discussion I i've have... never watched these <clears throat> it's been on like kind it's been on my list to watch but i haven't watched it at all it's uh, it's good until the main cast you know graduates high school air quotes uh, obviously they're all adults because it starts with these characters in high school then they graduate mm-hmm. high school and then they were like do we stay with the high school stuff but then that means that we got to have a whole new cast of characters and these just like they go off and go off to college or do we follow them post high school because these people are big stars now and that's why people keep coming back to watch a show and then one of them died so yeah yeah Lee is kind of cursed when it comes to tv shows which could make for an interesting Ah. discussion too so because post glee there have been some strange things that have happened <clears throat> that was one i never really watched i think i had a roommate who watched it in college but i just it was not ever on my oh yeah i want to watch this just yeah i remember at first the reason why i wanted to watch it because i know it was in it and i've always liked 
Yeah. So. But we we it we'll, we'll put it on the list. Well, we might get to it eventually. We'll see. Yeah. So I need to go back and rewatch at least some of my favorite episodes to refresh. But but uh, thank you, Shalane, once again for your keeping us on our toes and adding to our always expanding list of potential show <laughs> topics we're yep. never going to be without ideas no, <laughs> as long as shalane is around yeah we really appreciate it yes, yes. absolutely yeah um and then we also have another bit of feedback but i didn't know if i should actually read that or if i could just let nick take the floor for a minute and explain <laughs> hockey <laughs> <laughs> Can you do it succinctly or will we be here all day? <laughs> well, I, I can, or I can do you want to sh- read your own feedback now? <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's a good idea to read my own because we're like, geez, what, what, what the heck was I thinking? But um, yeah. no, uh, to give, to give the, the, should we say the concise version, uh, I, first off, as I'd actually mentioned to Holly the other evening is, Chrissy, I am so happy that you're getting into hockey and I hope that that passion will stick and if you do are looking for a NHL affiliation, the Montreal Canadiens, I need a fans. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I hear that is a thing. So, uh, unfortunately, I'll probably, I'll probably have to go with uh, my, well, closest to hometown that I have. It'd probably either be the Vegas Knights or uh, Colorado. Is it Av- Avalanche? Like, which one's You know what? Between, like... <laughs> between the two, please go with the Colorado Avalanche because the Vegas Golden Knights fans are some of the snootiest, rudest fans I have ever met in my entire life. Um, uh, so th- go with the Colorado Avalanche. They're doing really, really well. So oh, okay. I. Well, maybe, maybe I'll. I'll, I'll take a peek in on that so so you're saying that the vegas the the golden knights fans are about like dallas cowboys fans then yeah because i mean it's so showy and it's so ridiculous i mean granted we beat their butts in in the last season it was great it was a it was a thing to behold but uh other than that yes between the two definitely colorado avalanche great history and everything else so i would definitely go with those and what i did want to add real quick was the whole fighting thing that you guys were talking about is that it is very much inherent to the sport, but now these days it's it's become uh, not as much of a thing these days. I'm so glad because the fighting really gets on my nerves because I like to watch good plays, you know, a nice series of passes and a goal, the, the, the skills rather mm-hmm. than fighting. And these days the NHL is trying to disencourage fighting only if you have like two teams who really hate each other like say the canadians and the bruins for example or uh, the and there's a history of being chippy <laughs> that's right or the, or the or the islanders or the new york islanders and new york rangers which is literally called the battle of new york which is very uh, you know timely for what we're going to be talking about today so it's it's no longer a thing as much and yeah the, the two players get caught fighting but basically they put put in the penalty box for five minutes and then they can come out. But it's no longer the thing it used to be. Also, you used to have a role called the enforcer, which you no longer have, where they were pretty much rubbish at playing hockey. They were just good at hitting people. So that's why they would get hired by the, the, the franchise to just protect the, the, the star players. So oh, like... Okay. Uh, yeah, it was it was very big during Gretzky's day, where Gretzky obviously was like the star player. You can't touch Gretzky, you get touched. You touch Gretzky, you're going to die. And that's when the enforcer. <laughs> and so, so it's smash. No, exactly. So it's no longer a thing. But I just wanted to express my happiness that you are getting into hockey because 
it's a sport that I absolutely adore together with football. So uh, I'm so happy that you're doing that. And yeah, you know, granted, I don't get paid by the NHL to say this, but being so passionate about it myself, I just wanted to express my enthusiasm and elation that <laughs> somebody else is getting interested in, in, in hockey. Well, well, you know, uh, the NF the NFL and the NBA have kind of, you know, spat in my face. So I'm just kind of like, hmm, what else could we, what else can I watch? Because like you said, I, yeah, I love, you know, sports. I love watching, you know, people, athletes at the top of their game, the skills, the, the you know, strategy and things inherent in that. And it's just like, you know, and I, and I, I have a lot of uh, sport YouTubers that I, that I follow that I, that I watch and one that I particularly like, he, he's really into hockey and he, you know, does a lot of breaking it down and all these kinds of things. I'm like, okay, I can, and I was watching him just cause I like the way, you know, his style. And I was like, I don't know a dang thing about hockey, but this is kind of fun. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where it came from. Oh, oh no, but that's great. And also if you do decide to follow the avalanche, they are definitely going to be going to the playoffs and I think we'll have a great run. Unlike my Canadians and Charles's blue jackets, we'll, we'll be playing hockey or golf rather uh, <laughs> by the end of this month because our seasons are done. Land hockey. <laughs> so yeah, Charles and I are not going to be enjoying the playoffs, sadly. But, I guess they're, they're but on the upside, they have time to go watch the new Doctor Strange movie in May. <laughs> there you yeah. go. There you go. True. So, so, so they'll go to the playoffs when they have to buy tickets. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we'll keep, I'll keep tabs on, on, uh, on, on them and see yeah. how, how they do. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome sauce. Well, thank you for your feedback, Mick. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And thank you for the clarification about fighting because it was yeah. in hockey. Cause I was just like, you know, you, you know, in basketball or even in football, you throw a punch, you're, you're, you're out of there. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, you, you're welcome. I mean, you, you guys were just playing my song at that moment. So it's like, I have to jump in. <laughs> yeah. And we're glad you did. You did. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, oh, excuse me. Stretch there for a second. Cause I'm old. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, moving on to this week's main topic. And the reason that Charles and Nick are here is, you know, it, it's funny enough talking about things like, you know, like the Disney Renaissance movies and how old those are and us feeling really old. But the fact that this movie it's going to be 10 years old in a few weeks. And it doesn't seem like it's been that long. It doesn't oh. seem like it, but yes, coming up in, yeah. I mean, technically it's premiere actually was 10 years ago today. It has yep. Rick Harper premiere oh, at the wow. El Capitan, uh, but full release was early May of 2012. Um, I totally did not plan that, the April 11th thing. That was pure accident. <laughs> <laughs> serendipity i know it's just one of those things the uh, podcast gods are smiling on us yeah so but it's been 10 years since the avengers first assembled and we got our first big ensemble movie in the mcu um which is just crazy crazy yeah. plan b Sir, the Mark 7 is not ready for deployment. Then skip the spinning rims. We're on the clock.
Please tell me you're going to appeal to my humanity. Uh, actually, I'm planning to threaten you. <laughs> you should have left your armor on for that. Yeah. Seen a bit of mileage and you've got the, uh, glow stick of destiny. Would you like a drink? Stalling me won't change anything. No, no, no. Threatening. No drink, you sure? I'm having one. The Chitauri are coming. Nothing will change that. What have I to fear? The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Yes. I've met them. Yeah. Takes us a while to get any traction, I'll give you that one. But let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod. A super soldier, a living legend who kind of lives up to the legend. A man with breathtaking anger management issues. A couple of master assassins, and you, big fella. You've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. When they come, and they will, they'll come for you. I have an army. We have a Hulk. Oh, I thought the beast had wandered off. You're missing the point. There's no throne. There is no version of this where you come out on top. Maybe your army comes, and maybe it's too much for us, but it's all on you. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. I, I think I think we're all just sort of baffled, or not, maybe not baffled, but, you know, having this reaction. Because it's like, this is something that happened as, you know, when as an adult. Like, in my adulthood, yeah. not, like, you know, Little yes. Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that was, you know, back when I was in elementary school. I was a little kid, and, you know, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah, I feel old, but... You know, it's understandable. This one is just like it's been ten years already. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it only um, gets worse as you get older. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm experiencing this. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So at this point, with 2012, the MCU is four years old. It's been four years since the first Iron Man. This is going to be movie number six in the mcu because up until this point we've had the two iron man movies uh thor captain america and the hulk with ed norton um so um so this was a big deal you know especially when the first you know the the, that first post-credit ending that we got with the first iron man with samuel jackson who we've talked about uh popping up and you know i'm nick fury from shield and i'm here to talk to you about the avengers initiative and people are like wait what and you know at the time marvel was not that hot of a property you know as as, as holly can attest to and nick just watching you know (laughs) a a captain america movie from 1990 you know um so you know the First of all, they do Iron Man, which people were like, wait, what, Iron Man? Because people who do know... Robert Downey Jr., come back. Yeah, but most people, when they think of Marvel superheroes, they think of Spider-Man. Yeah, or X-Men. Or the Hulk, or the X-Men, or yeah, maybe the, the Fantastic Four. Um, so which all of those that had movies at that point. I mean, but right. even back in the, you know, the you know the comics heyday like iron man was just kind of a 
he was i don't even think he, he was wasn't a, a he B. was an eight yeah he wasn't yeah. an a tier he was lucky he was, if he was a b tier yes probably yeah you speak of control yet you caught chaos this is mo isn't it I mean, what are we a team no 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 we're a chemical mixture that makes chaos we're we're a time bomb you need to step away why shouldn't the guy let off a little steam you know damn well why back off oh i'm starting to want you to make me Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off. What are you? Genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. I know guys with none of that worth ten of you. I've seen the footage. The only thing you really fight for is yourself. You're not the guy to make the sacrifice play, to lay down on a wire and let the other guy crawl over you. I think I would just cut the wire. Always a way out. You know, you may not be a threat, but you better stop pretending to be a hero. A hero? Like you? You're a laboratory experiment, Rogers. Everything special about you came out of a bottle. And it was just sort of like Marvel was just sort of scraping the barrel. Like, okay, what do we even have? Because they'd Mm -hmm. already licensed out Spider-Man. They'd licensed out X-Men, which those were their big ones. And they're like, okay, well, what can we even do? Like, oh, here's this guy. And okay, we'll see what this does. And and Iron Man just exploded onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. In, in and a lot of ways. Whenever, whenever I get, yeah. If I ever get the chance to meet, uh, not just Kevin Feige, because he hasn't necessarily been there since the beginning, but if I ever get to meet John Favreau, I just want to like grab him by the shoulders and just be like, thank you. So I know we've talked a little bit about like uh, between us, us gals, our kind of MCU Marvel story and how we got into it ages ago. And I think we also bring it up every now and then when we talk about (laughs) the MCU. Um, But for our our guests, uh, Nick and and Charles, and I'll let you fight over who gets to talk first. by 2012 wit like were you are you know by the time the avengers came around were you like die hard or were you just kind of a oh it's a comic book movie i'm gonna go see it like where were you in your like fandom level of excitement Nick, do you want to go first oh because oh, i was just gonna say i was gonna let you take this one first okay go well, i can it. go, go first it, you all right all right cheers age before beauty got it all right. <laughs> okay so me i was a diehard avengers fan i've been a avengers comic book fan since i want to say 1978 i you know i got the comics as a kid and then went out for a little while um got back into comics pretty heavily around the around i would say like 83 or 84 and got back into the team and follow, has followed them i've followed them ever since i think they're it's just it's obviously it's marvel's version of the justice league and um you know where you bring all your heavy hitters together in one big team and there was a lot of expectations for this movie because you know the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe was in its infancy. We're still in phase one. And this was going to be the big culmination of all these films. 
And it was just so great to finally see these characters who I've loved so much united, assembled on the screen. And even in a film that uh, was partially shot in Cleveland, Ohio. So I took a little bit of Ohio pride in that. How about you, Nick? Well, when it comes to me, I'm pretty much uh, with, with where you are, Charles, in the sense that um, I was obviously into the Avengers comics as a kid. And I have to say, my mother, God bless her, she would uh, sort of rush around saying, so what comics are you reading and everything else? And she would go to the nearest news, news agents and pick up uh, the, an Avengers comic here and there. I mean, at the time, actually, I was really hugely into Venom. Venom was my go-to at the time. And then I came across the, the Avengers and I was like, wow, this is really, really cool. And so I, I, it came to the comics. And the, the amazing thing was, is at the time before I became a professional DJ, I was working in a company called Groupon. And um, at the time when the movie came out, it was literally a, an event in the sense of, and what I loved was nobody in my office had even picked up a comic, but they were so into these movies. And they were, it was great because they were kind of coming to me during a lunch break going, so tell me the story about Iron Man and tell me where Cap Captain America comes from and stuff. So I was kind of the go-to when it came <laughs> to the origins of the comics. I mean, obviously I, I very much loved that role. I have to admit it was, it was great, but I was so, so happy when, when the film came out and obviously watched it millions of times and everything else. I will say, um, I'm still a huge fan of the Avengers comics to this day. I, and I still read them and all. I the, the sad thing is, I will say, and I hate to be the Debbie Downer here, but um, the pity that uh, Joss Whedon has come under fire, obviously, for good reason, because of the things that has mm -hmm. had, that have come out, come to, come to light. And it's very sad because I try to dis the, differentiate the artist from the art, because he did a great, great job mm -hmm. with this movie, but it's very sad that Joss Whedon, the man, just like Bruno, we don't like talking about Joss these days for obvious reasons. So that right. Was, mm -hmm. It kind of saddens me when yeah. it comes to that, but other than that, it's a fantastic, fantastic movie. I think it's probably yeah. what you would consider the um, the quintessential superhero movie. This It's almost yeah. like flawless. That's, yeah. that, that's, a, that's mm -hmm. the amazing thing about this film. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, and up to that point, we had superhero movies I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, or we were talking about, you know, Superman back in the 70s and, and Batman and, and those kinds of things. But we never really had a team up movie like this. And, you know, just the fact that they were even trying it before, you know, they announced a director or, or, or any of that. Because I remember when that when that was announced, because everyone was looking forward to this and like, how are they going to keep all these egos in check? And and, and how is this mm -hmm. all going to work? Because you've got all these big you know, now they're you know, becoming bigger named actors but it's like it's like you know it set the precedent and now you know dc for for you know in their movie making they felt like they had to catch up they were like running they were trying to lead from behind and like oh wait we have this too but they just never quite got to the level of what marvel did with that first round of okay we're gonna do these solo movies and now we're going to and then we're all going to bring them together and it's going to be the big team up. I mean, I mean, as a kid, I knew who just, I knew what the justice league was. Cause I'd seen the cartoons on, on cartoon network. Um, Cause they, they'd showed, they'd shown those. So, you know, you had all those, but I, yeah. But so I, I understood the concept, but it was just kind of interesting to see it as a movie because they just, we just didn't have movies like this. And now they're all over the place or, you know, they're trying to be, but it always mm -hmm. feels a little, like they're trying to copy and Marvel did it first and they probably did it the best. 
Mm-hmm. To your point, Chrissy, mm-hmm. I think the great the revolutionary thing about this film is it very much brought to cinema in general the concept of a shared universe. Mm-hmm. And that was what mm-hmm. other, like you said, other properties tried to do. Obviously, Warner with DC tried to do it. And then they had that, that project with the um, Paramount uh, horror films. And that went nowhere with, yeah. I think it was, with The Mummy. And that was just obviously, it was just yeah. destroyed. Because... And that I was universal, by the way. Universal, pardon me, universal. So, um, but yeah, I think, and, and so that obviously sparked that trend of let's do mm. a shared universe. And you see even now in TV as well with the, the CW and they tried yeah. to, mm-hmm. they're doing, they did the same yep. thing with yeah. their DC properties. So it yeah, very much the, caused that, pres, that precedent. Yeah, well, and like CW, I remember I enjoyed those like Arrow and Flash. Oh yeah. And, and some of those early on, yeah. it just kind of, they kind of lost the plot and then they also got way too many yep. characters like they just couldn't handle that many universes and some of the yeah. some of the Legends some of, of the, tomorrow is still good but yeah i agree it's it's kind <laughs> it's of cw cw as a as a network has kind of gone off the rails as a whole oh, yes. and that's that's mm-hmm. just sort of unfortunate but that's you why know, you I, need to watch superman and lois because it ignores I, the arrow it's good that is yeah, that's i've heard good. i've heard good things about that and i love superman like superman mm-hmm. like everyone everyone goes nuts over batman and i see why but i i've i've always been a, a superman to, fangirl <laughs> to tell you my mom does not watch very many cw shows she saw the ad for the superman and lois she actually will sit down and watch that so i was just like okay she likes it perfect <laughs> yeah so yeah and so avengers getting just... into the marvel so <laughs> yay even more because yeah. she's just like can i come with you when you go see it? i'm like sure if you want to <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, passed on I... morbius but she's just like i'll catch the next one i'm like okay <laughs> yeah but uh I mean, well, yeah, to your point, like, Holly, like, your mom is getting into this, and, like, my mom, I have to explain the Back to the Future to her. I, I love my mother, but there's just some, like, sci-fi sort of things that I just, that she just doesn't quite wrap her head around. But she wants, you know, she'll go see, she'll she'll go see an Avengers, or, you know, we watched, what did we watch over Thanksgiving? I can't remember now. We watched something that was, you know, Marvel and it was on disney plus and we were just sitting there watching it's like i like this movie and i'm like you know five or ten years ago you'd have been staring at the screen like i don't know what's going on <laughs> but she really got into it um so you I know mean, yeah so credit to them for sure they definitely made superheroes palatable for a mainstream audience yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that's and that's important because not everybody gets superheroes and you know you don't have to have read a gazillion comics like i I don't like the way comics are laid out or like the, the way I don't know what order to read them. in. I, I come from a, I come from a background of, I have to know like what, what book I'm reading and in what order. And I have to do this in a, in a measured and thoughtful way. Comics, they're all over the place. And I just kind of like, okay, I don't know, but I can watch these movies and be like, Oh, okay. This is Iron Man. This is Thor. And this is the story. And this is what we're doing. And I get it. They are numbered. Well, I know that, but they have. <laughs> but like, like you have, you have, you know, Spider Man. You have the Amazing Spider Man. You have the Superior Spider Man. You have whatever. I, I just you know throwing Spider Man out there, but it's like, wh- you know, which one do I like? Does does Amazing come from for Superior or you know what the Uncanny <laughs> X Men or what? Like, yeah, it, it seems like they're always rebooting it 
in some way. Which one came first, and, and do I have to jump? Do I have yeah. to jump timelines in chronological order here? Yeah, to make and this sense one's in a this one's in a different universe, on. and and this isn't this is Spider Man, but it's it's not Peter Parker, or it's you know this is the new Iron Man, and, and all these different things. Like so, yeah, I. I get, I, especially now that I'm older and I don't have a lot of time to devote to that kind of stuff, I'm just like, give me the cliff notes. I'll sit and watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we the maybe get into that point now with the multiverse and everything that is, else. You know? That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And already I think the DC universe is probably going to be pushing the reset button when it comes to the Flash movie, if that movie ever comes out, seeing what Ezra <laughs> Miller's been up to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hashtag mm-hmm. not my Flash. Yeah. yeah. I'm right there yeah, with you, Charles. Exactly. That, that's a bit of a cluster. Yeah. 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 Enough! You are all of you beneath me. I am a god, you dull creature. And I will not be bullied by that. oh dear but yes speaking speaking of dc woes (laughs) oh dc you had you had you had the world at your feet and yeah so sad yeah actually i don't yeah 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 what and uh you know, after uh, I've watched this movie five bazillion times, I can quote it not necessarily perfectly, because uh, you know I'm old. Um, but I, it's it's you know this movie is just it's so it still holds up. It still holds up. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And what's it's what's wild is they announced uh, there was a big announcement people knew this movie was coming um mm. way back in 2010 and they did a big cast reveal at comic-con san diego comic-con that year um with uh they had samuel jackson come out and announce all the people that people already knew that were returning because at, at this point we had had um four out of the five movies because this was actually before thor was released so they did not announce tom hiddleston was going to be in the avengers because th- they had not seen thor yet um because then that would kind of ruin the ending of thor uh yes because <laughs> yeah. you kind of think loki dies at the end until you get to the post-credit scene and then uh, and then you, then you get to know yeah. loki and you're like oh never mind he doesn't die yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Also, um, you you write Tom Hiddleston out of the MCU at your peril. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you know, so they, they you know, and of course, you know, it's Comic Con, it's Hall H. You know, this this is the you know one of the Hall H events. Uh, it is just wild because I I kept trying to find a video on YouTube of this cast announcement at Comic Con where the audio was halfway decent you can't because the people are screaming <laughs> just wait they're just losing their freaking mind 
<laughs> Marvel mania instead of Beatle yeah. mania. Yeah. But the thing, uh, you know, and of course, you know, you know Samuel Jackson obviously would knew to expect him, and he announces Clark Gregg as Colson, who's been there from the very beginning. R.A.P. Phil, but not really. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, Scarlett place Johan- called Tahiti. Yeah. yeah, Scarlett Johansson, um, and uh, you know, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth rdj and then rdj is all like yeah we're we're bringing in jeremy renner as hawkeye because again hawkeye get introduced in thor so they haven't seen him yet um and um but this is where they announced mark ruffalo would be taking over the role of bruce banner slash the hulk i'm so glad Um, he did yes yeah Yeah. one of the best recasting decisions (laughs) I'm, I'm still and, trying uh, to wrap my imagine what uh, Ed Norton would have done in the Avengers. Oh, it, I just can't it see would have it. been bad. Mm. I just can't see it. I mean, Edward yeah. Norton—he's he's a decent actor, and I he's think he—I yeah. think he was a halfway decent Bruce Banner, but I don't think he was a very good Hulk. Mm. Is he's just thing. not as relatable as Ruffalo? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah just yeah. Ruffalo yeah. just naturally has this kind of way of holding himself where he just he looks like somebody who is not comfortable in his own skin how they find me we never lost you doctor we've kept our distance even helped keep some other interested parties off your scent why nick fury seems to trust you but now we need you to come in what if i say no i'll persuade you and what if the other guy says no you've been more than a year without an incident i don't think you want to break that streak well i don't every time get what i want doctor we're facing a potential global catastrophe (laughs) all those i actively try to avoid this is the tesseract it has the potential energy to wipe out the planet What does Fury want me to do, swallow it? He wants you to find it. It's been taken. It emits a gamma signature that's too weak for us to trace. There's no one that knows gamma radiation like you do. If there was, that's where I'd be. So Fury isn't after the monster? Not that he's told me. And he tells you everything? Talk to Fury, he needs you on this. He needs me in a cage? No one's gonna put you in a cage. STOP LYING TO ME! I'm sorry, that was mean. I just wanted to see what you do. Why don't we do this the easy way where you don't use that and the other guy doesn't make a mess, okay? Natasha. Stand down. We're good here just you and me mm-hmm. and which is what which is who bruce banner is mm-hmm. and he's made yeah. more meek and mild compared to ed norton's portrayal i mean because ed norton's bruce banner is very much more on edge if you will because you know constantly sweating very nervous very sort of um 
almost uh, paranoid, whereas the Ruffalo mm-hmm. version is much more meek and mild, almost more put together, if you will. But granted, you know, the, the events in the Hulk are still considered canon, but mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, and they do a really good job of threading that in there, too, where, you know, mm-hmm. and, and from this movie going forward, obviously Thunderbolt Ross would pop up every now and then. Um, still miss William Hurt to this day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and his, his mention about how the last time he was in New York, he he in New York he broke Harlem. Which yeah, I went I went back after I'd seen Avengers the first time and, and you know watched Incredible Hulk because I was like, oh, this is in it, and you know, and um, like I didn't really didn't connect with Hulk in, with with you know Bruce Banner in that one, but when it got to the final the final um fight and you know they broke harlem and i was like he referenced that in Mm -hmm. avengers that was the only (laughs) part that i was really you know that i really connected to at all so i don't know it's just because i didn't go into avengers thinking oh this is part of it it kind of felt like after the fact like oh yes we're we are counting this movie so here you go so i was like yeah but Christy, now I have to know, and granted they're not, they're two rather mediocre movies, but between the Ang Lee Hulk and the Lula Terrier, which of the two do you prefer? Well, I haven't actually seen the, the Ang Lee version because okay. I was, yeah, I I saw previews of it when it was first coming out um, back in 2003. I, it, there had been a string of really kind of dumb superhero movies to that point i'm thinking of you know daredevil and electra and a a couple other stinkers basically Mm -hmm. so i was just like oh here they're trying to make superhero movies a thing little did i know but yeah so that one i just never watched then i then you know they started to get good so right you know call me a fair weather fan if you like but uh there were just cool. there were some stinkers in the late nineties, early two thousands. We'll just say that. I know that all too well. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. I got dragged. Oh, we got Blade. Yeah. Yes, Blade Blade is a good one. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, decent. didn't Yeah, I didn't watch yeah. that one until after I got married and my husband's like, No, you must watch this. And I was like, Okay. Yes. So we did. And you I'm like, You can't yeah. go wrong with Chris Christopherson playing backup. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Blade one and two, Trinity. Don't waste yes. your time. Yeah, three stick yes. away yeah. from one and two all the way. Yep. Thank God Ryan Reynolds found something else. Um, <laughs> took him a few tries. Unlike with other, say, unlike with other characters in the MCU, where we're on our third actor, you know, like where we're on our third Bruce Banner, we're on our third Spider Man with uh, ryan reynolds it took him three characters to get there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. playing the same one twice just yes never. yeah <laughs> speaking of stinkers yeah jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. the less we talk about green lantern the better the best thing to come out of that the best thing to come out of green lantern was him meeting his wife um so <laughs> there's that silver so to, watch, to watch those two troll each other on the internet we're all better for it uh <laughs> although i was i was referring to him playing deadpool and wolverine i know in wolverine, wolverine, wolverine yeah i know i know i know, I know. yes I know. there is that yeah. there is that 
Yeah. So if we've seen the end of Deadpool to a Deadpool too, we all know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I got. I, I've I've said this before, but you know, uh, yeah, I got pulled into the Mar the MCU kicking and screaming. You know, Chauncey. The same day Chauncey asked me out was the same day the first Iron Man was released. Um, so he asked me out. And he's like, okay, I'll connect with you on Facebook. And then he goes to this movie and then, you know, we connect on Facebook and that's immediately he's telling me, oh yeah. I was like, how's the movie? And he's like, oh, it was great. Fantastic. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I have no idea what Chuck I know Spider-Man and Lufer knows Hulk and that's about it. Um, and then it took several years before he, you know, he tried to make me watch when they started coming out on DVD and I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, and then we got to grad school and we started working on this project which would be this huge you know go back and listen to our it's one of our early episodes but i talk all mm -hmm. about my grad school project in there um but it involved marvel and putting it inside the mcu um so you know i started doing research like i do and i was like okay so i'll start watching these movies and i'm like they're not bad and then we go see captain america for first avenger and i was like oh, that's pretty good so by the time avengers came out i'm like okay i'm ready for this by the time i got out of avengers in the movie theater i'm like oh my god my life has changed forever <laughs> what's the story upstairs the power surrounding the cube is impenetrable thor's right we got to deal with these guys how do we do this as a team i have unfinished business with loki yeah, we'll get in line. Save it. Loki's gonna keep this fight focused on us, and that's what we need. Without him, these things could run wild. We got Stark up top. He's gonna need us to... So, this all seems horrible. I've seen worse. Sorry. No, we could use a little worse. Stark, we got him. Banner? Just like you said. Then tell him to suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I, I don't see how that's a party. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. and now the irony is that Chauncey is playing catch up you've seen him all he's still yeah. playing catch up yes yes <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah I was, I was gonna I say was I was like I was telling you last night I was like I'm probably gonna go see Captain America or Captain America goodness Doctor Strange Doctor Strange goodness uh what year is it um <laughs> 2022 yeah really Doctor Strange without him first just to see what they reference because he has not seen hawkeye or what if yet oh so, boy. <laughs> he hasn't watched either of those so i'm gonna have to no, go and no. see it 
He's gonna need oh to watch dear! I, I, how dare! Oh darn! I may have to go see Doctor Strange more than once. Poor me. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> now, if you could tell, if you could tell, you know, Rachel from 2008. Yes. <laughs> that that this is what you are now. What what you and Chauncey are like now. She would probably laugh you off. The oh, stage. I I probably would. Considering I'm sitting here wearing an Avengers shirt. <laughs> surrounded by miscellaneous marvel things with you know multiple marvel after autographs and yeah i my name to my car phil okay uh, uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> so yeah it's it's kind of crazy that uh that uh how times have changed yeah i would say chauncey you created a monster but he'd probably just smile and and say how proud he was of you yeah скажи лермонтову что он нам не нужен чтобы толкнуть танки скажи ему он выбил так you may have to write it down You were at 114 Selensky Plaza, third floor. We have an F-22 exactly eight miles out. Put the woman on the phone or I will blow up the block before you can make the lobby. We need you to come in. Are you kidding? I'm working. This takes precedence. I'm in the middle of an interrogation. This moron is giving me everything. I don't give everything. Look, you can't pull me out of this right now. Natasha. Barton's been compromised. Let me put you on hold. He's just sitting in the corner, you know, waiting for them to announce that the Star Jammers are coming into the MCU. So that and Swamp Thing. Uh. Hey, never say never. Yeah. Never. You mean Man Thing? Right? Or Man Thing, yeah, man sorry. Thing, man yeah. Thing, yeah. Marvel's ripoff of Swamp Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Man Thing. Something. Uh, yeah. he, saw, he still, had, he still has action figure for so uh, nice yeah so um, but yeah it's <sighs> watching this again especially now you know, it's not so much just the time it's what they've built since then I yes, think is right. what's still so amazing, you know, mm-hmm. the, cause you know, going into this movie, we had only been, you know, we, we had only had three, well, four, I guess, if you want to count the, the Hulk, uh, you know, four origin story. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, what you had two Iron Man movies. Okay. So yeah, we don't, you know, of the core Avengers team, you know, our OG, what, six mm-hmm. characters, you know, four of them had had origin stories and then just Hawkeye and Natasha, they just kind of wedged in there. Um, but looking at 
them the characters in here and knowing where things are gonna go it's just because they didn't know mm-hmm. i mean they had a vague idea of where they wanted to go like it was you know as yeah, you know, I don't necessarily want to talk about Joss Whedon, but he was an integral part of this. But they, we're, we'll talk about yeah, yeah. just his work on this and mm-hmm. ignore all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and it's kind of like this and movie. It, yeah, and it was like his idea that it should be Thanos at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like this, this movie is about the team up. And it actually, you know, looking back at all the movies that have come since then, you know, all the Avengers movies anyway, this one feels the most like it has a happy ending. Like, you know, Loki mm-hmm. comes, yeah. they fight him, they beat him, and, you know, Thor's taking him off to, to Asgard to, you know, get scolded by, by Papa Odin. And, you know, they all, and they're all like, okay, you know, if we ever need him again, then they're going to be there. And then, you know, then you go to Age of Ultron, which is, I mean, you know, you have all the ones in between, but you, you get to Age of Ultron, and that one just feels like it's setting up stuff. Then Civil War is everything's kind of broken, and then obviously Infinity War and Endgame, there's death, destruction, and doom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this one of the Avengers movies specifically, and I count Civil War in there because it's basically an Avengers movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's this is the one that has that, that feels the most hopeful and most optimistic at the end even though you know yeah. endgame kind of does but at the same time like all the characters that you that you loved well not all mm-hmm. of them but most of them like iron man's gone captain america is he, he went back and grew old with peggy which mm-hmm. love that um mm-hmm. you know natasha's gone and everyone's kind of ever yes yes that was like the best and you know it's just kind of like well where do we go from here so i think of for me avengers the first avengers is like the one that it's like that one is that is the highest of the highs as far as storytelling as far as you know optimism and where things are gonna go um and i and i understand and that's not a dig against any of the other movies because the other movies are fantastic Mm -hmm. and they they Mm -hmm. are they are great I'm just saying I'm just kind of pointing out the difference in storytelling and the style and what they were trying to accomplish with this particular story because this one is about the team up this is Mm -hmm. about these 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 characters they've all had their movies now they're all going to be a team and we need you to be on board with that audience Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we were because it was just like yep all these and they don't even like each other at first I mean, yeah. no, no. Iron Man is it's, it's a reluctant. The God of it's a very <laughs> reluctant. Yes, team up. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. But by there's the end, a lot like... of personality clashes. Yes, and, yeah. You know, it's. But you know, Nick Fury. You know when, uh, you know, crap goes down on the helicarrier, and you know most of the the team is scat you know the our heroes are scattered to the wind because you know thor's been dropped out of out of the helicarrier in the cage and Mm -hmm. the hulk is gone hog wild and is now off off somewhere flying through the ground buck ass nude um (laughs) i love that uh you know colson's dead uh so uh you know and, and nick fury's like yeah you know shield did have these plans supposedly for the tesseract to build weapons but he's like i was not 
know, I was not necessarily putting all my eggs in that basket. You know, the Avengers initiative, as we saw in Captain Marvel, is kind of his baby. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Sir, the council is on. Director Fury, the council has made a decision. I recognize the council has made a decision, but given that it's a stupid-ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. Director, you are closer than any of our subs. You scramble that jet. That is the island of Manhattan, councilman. Until I'm certain my team can't hold it, I will not order a nuclear strike against the civilian population. If we don't hold them here, we lose everything. I send that bird out we already have. So, um, you know. But it is also interesting that this is the only post, this is the only one where the post credit scene is not like a tense one of things to come. So if you even didn't have the whole Infinity War saga, you could literally end it here. Like you were saying, Rachel, it's almost like they didn't necessarily plan it. You know, it, they were kind of going as, you know, kind of flying as they went, if you will, where, because, you know, at the end, everybody's eating shawarma. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. it could literally end there, you know, and I'm definitely glad it didn't end there. But if you wanted to, oh, yeah. it's almost yeah. like, it's almost like right. in case things fall through, we can mm-hmm. literally end it here with our heroes eating shawarma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and right. yeah, like you said, Nick, they could end it there because as as much success as they had had to that point, this was still very much an experimental thing. So if it flopped right. or, you know, it didn't resonate with people, they could just say, well, we told our story. It didn't work out. Uh, we'll just That's go right. on to the next the next hot thing. Because they didn't give you a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah which is nice. <laughs> and then and then it blew up like it did. And then they felt like, oh, well, we can we can throw cliffhangers in all over the place and they'll still come for it mm-hmm. and that's that's when things got crazy tense yeah yeah yes yeah. it didn't flop it no, was it the first didn't. marvel movie to break a billion dollars yes uh, so. <laughs> i wouldn't call that a bit of a success yeah a little bit yeah, I'd say so. Uh, yeah, this was the, I mean, this was really proof that, yeah, and, and this was, uh, granted, if you saw it in theaters, they it still had the Paramount logo in the opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. it really, at this point, it was Disney uh, from yeah. Cat, what, Captain America going forward. It was all under the Disney banner. Yeah, um, they they had some logistics to work out about, you know, yeah who got what money and what credit but uh yeah this this was kind of in the middle of that disney bought marvel and we're still yeah for that for like five billion dollars and then just the one movie makes a billion dollars i'm like yeah i think they're gonna get their money back and then some if they keep this up Mm -hmm. yeah the crazy crazy thing is that disney acquired (laughs) marvel on uh, new year's eve of 2009 yeah wow yeah yeah so, so like, like marvel was getting going but it wasn't quite the proven uh property that it that it is that it is yeah. now yeah because even now, they were yeah, just, yeah they no, were still taking ahead. a bit of a chance on it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even the chemistry between all the big names was just 
fantastic mm-hmm. to see them play off each other and that it was just awesome yeah because i can remember i saw the first two iron mans vaguely remember seeing the hulk and then i kind of something else other fandom caught my attention and then as soon as i heard joss whedon was doing this i'm just like didn't have a chance to see it in the theater so as soon as the dvd came out i'm just like or blu-ray heck that's yeah because i remember we we purchased the blu-ray and it was the 3d blu-ray so dad and i (laughs) the weekend we bought it made sure the 3d glasses were charged and sat and watched it and we were just blown away well the whedon announcement was a big deal because obviously Mm -hmm. this was before everything came out Mm-hmm. so right. everybody loved Joss Whedon at the time yeah they, because well, of like, Vampire Slayer and Angel and uh, fi- you know, Dollhouse fire, and, he was the Firefly guy and they're like oh you know yeah. he didn't get to finish his 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 you know best tv show and all that kind of stuff and it just kind of felt like oh he's you know they just can't handle his his creativity and it's you know the Hollywood isn't ready for it and he and this was his quote-unquote big break and he'd yeah. already written for Marvel Comics because he wrote Astonishing mm-hmm. X-Men for right. Marvel. So, you know, he had had a, like this great affinity for comics and obviously he had a relationship with Marvel. So it was, as far as fans were concerned back in the day, it was a mm-hmm. win-win. And then it's just only now, years later, you a decade out. later, that we look back and go like, ooh. Uh, find out find out yeah. what a tool he is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Which we won't dwell on that, but you know, it is no. just kind of part part and parcel. And mm-hmm. I mean a lot hey, of this good. Yeah, well, sorry, Chrissy, I hate well, that. Well, I was just gonna say, like, a lot of this a lot of the success, I mean, yeah, we you know, we can talk about Joss Whedon and, and his and his contribution all we like. But you know, we were going back to the you know, the cast and like I always, uh, you know, the, the main thing I think of, well, it's not the only thing, only thing but one of the big, big things I think of is Robert Downey Jr. and those blueberries. And the cast yes. was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll have a blueberry like that. Like, there, it was just sort of the, the, all the stories that I've heard about on set. And I haven't heard mm-hmm. a lot of them, granted, but I have heard enough that I just feel like that these these the, the, all these people came in like okay we're gonna we're gonna tell the story we're gonna be professional and you know egos are not gonna get in the way and you know we have an audience and we want to we don't want to disappoint them and that's kind of the vibe I get you know we're not you know that they're they're, they're not gonna fight they're not gonna they're gonna make this the best that they possibly can and it shows on the screen that that you that, that, that you can tell that these actors and you know probably and i'm sure the crew as well they all care about this story and you know wanting to to make it the best that they possibly can and that i think is the biggest key thing for for marvel for for you know marvel success is that what they put out when when what they put out is a labor of love ultimately and it could be you know a big budget blockbuster movie but as long as it is a labor of love then that is when they have the most success now gamma readings are definitely consistent with salvage reports of the tesseract but it's going to take weeks to process if we bypass their mainframe and direct route to the homework cluster we can clock this at around 600 teraflops (laughs) all i packed is a toothbrush You know, you should come by Stark Tower sometime. Top 10 floors, all R&D. You'd love it. It's Candyland. 
Thanks, but the last time I was in New York, I kind of broke Harlem. Well, I promise a stress free environment, no tension, no surprises. Ow! Hey! Nothing? Are you nuts? Sure, Sam. You really have got a lid on it, haven't you? What's your secret? Mellow jazz, bongo drums, huge bag of weed? Is everything a joke to you? Funny things are. Threatening the safety of everyone on this ship isn't funny. No offense, Doc. Yeah, it, it's all right. I wouldn't have come aboard if I couldn't handle pointy things. You're tiptoeing, big man. You need to strut. And you need to focus on the problem, Mr. Stark. You think I'm not? Why did Fury call us in? Why now? Why not before? What isn't he telling us? I can't do the equation unless I have all the variables. You think Fury's hiding something? He's a spy. Captain, he's the spy. His secrets have secrets. It's bugging him too, isn't it? Uh, I just want to finish my work here and... Doctor? Oh, warm light for all mankind. Loki's jab at Fury about the cube. I heard it. Well, I think that was meant for you. Even if Barton didn't tell Loki about the tower, it was still all over the news. The Stark Tower? That big, ugly building in New York? It's powered by an arc reactor, self-sustaining energy source. That building will run itself for, what, a year? It's just a prototype. I'm kind of the only name in clean energy right now. That's what he's getting at. So why didn't S.H.I.E.L.D. bring him in on the Tesseract project? I mean, what, what are they doing in the energy business in the first place? I should probably look into that once my decryption program finishes breaking into all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s secure files. I'm sorry, did you say... Jarvis has been running it since I hit the bridge. In a few hours, I'll know every dirty secret S.H.I.E.L.D. has ever tried to hide. Blueberry? Yet you're confused about why they didn't want you around. An intelligence organization that fears intelligence historically, not awesome. I think Loki's trying to wind us up. This is a man who means to start a war, and if we don't stay focused, he'll succeed. We have orders. We should follow them. Following is not really my style. And you're all about style, aren't you? Of the people in this room, which one is A, wearing a spangly outfit, and B, not of use? Steve, tell me none of this smells a little funky to you. Just find the cue. Mm-hmm. And that is what shines through on on Avengers to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys may have a different opinion, but no, I it's yeah. it's it's no. kind of like uh, you know another another one of our IPs that's you know big with a rich history, Doctor Who. You mm-hmm. could just kind mm-hmm. of tell when the people working behind the scenes actually care, right? Right, and it's not and... just another. And not it's just a collecting or, a paycheck. Yeah, you're yeah. not just collecting a paycheck. Yeah, you know, people, yes, we talked about that with the Academy Awards with the, the Snyder fanboys and all that. But, you know, the you know, the people really wanted to see the Snyder cut of the Justice League. Yeah, and, you know, the whole thing was Zack Snyder having to step out is unfortunate. The, you know, the circumstances that caused him to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but people understood that this was kind of his thing so they wanted to see the thing that had his fingerprints all over it right um mm-hmm. so you know i can i can i kind of i can kind of get that and you can kind of tell with doctor who when mm-hmm. the writers and the showrunner and the people get it and get the mm-hmm. the history and the ip there um you know that's why yeah, you know, I was I was gonna say, yeah, you know, 
we don't need to belabor the whole Joss Whedon thing, but the kind of nice thing is the MCU is so large and we've had so many movies, you know, we had five movies before this one and I lost track of how many since then, plus the TV shows uh, on Disney mm-hmm. Plus. Um, plus there's the Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the Netflix stuff that's now moved over to Disney We're Plus. So there's been so well, yeah, yeah. there's been so many people involved that we the MCU is so much bigger than Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, it, it's it's really easy to be be like I st- I can still love this movie. I can still love the MCU and not and right. just set him aside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, like, yeah, exactly. it, yeah. he helped write the script, and yeah, it's fantastically directed. I mean, you can't have that many big mm-hmm. name stars working together and not have somebody at the helm that doesn't know how to handle something of this size mm-hmm. so right. that, yeah it definitely shows that he was at least competent as far as yeah. being a director is concerned so i will yeah. give him that yeah and i will also say rachel it's very i'm so glad that because zach penn also obviously co-wrote the story i'm so glad he didn't write the screenplay or anything else because it's very weird if you look at zach penn's filmography he hasn't exactly written some great movies. I mean, you no. think of something like Inspe- Inspector Gadget or, <laughs> or the Nutty oh. Professor in the, cl- in the Clumps or, I mean, he's <sighs> written some really bad movies. I'm so glad they're like, yeah, you can write the story, but don't write anything else because mm-hmm. look at his filmography. It's very hit and miss before this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Chrissy, you mentioned Robert Downey Jr. and his blueberries. That <laughs> yes. was just that was just what was caught on film. Well, yeah, because he had he had <laughs> snacks all over the place. He had, all over yeah, the place. He was yeah. notorious for having food all over the place. It's just he managed to work it into the scene. And bless Ruffalo and Evans for going with yeah. it. Yes. Yes. Because right? they could have like been, oh, why are you eating again? I can't do this with the scene. But no, they just they're very professional and they just no. go with it. It's, it's a like, very yeah. it's a very Tony Stark thing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. considering the events of Iron Man 2, where he was like starting to like down all like these crazy healthy smoothies and stuff because he's mm-hmm. dying. So yeah, so Tony Stark is gonna be, you know, if he's gonna be eating anything, it's gonna be something healthy like blueberries yep because mm-hmm. a man almost died so. right. <laughs> pretty much and yeah it's like those those kinds of uh, that's just one thing i've noticed about movies and and certainly not all movies but some of the best movies i've seen that the cast will come out and they'll tell stories like that like i i think of big example of that is lord of the rings is definitely mm-hmm. one but there's just all these they, they talk about you know the camaraderie they talk about just how close the cast was and 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 just what you know all the the, the shenanigans that, that happened but you know when it was time to film then it was time to you know be professional but it's just it just that kind of to me and like i said this isn't about every movie that that's great because there are some great movies that had just awful productions but the ones the ones that are just the most beloved in my eyes in my view those are the ones that the cast comes back and they talk oh let me tell you these stories and you know they're just funny and heartwarming and all these really really good things that 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 come of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like avengers is not not just the movie and not just the movie and the production itself but just kind of 
Well, here, I'll, I'll use an example. Um, so my library every year around this time, we do a, a, a diorama contest with peeps, you know, the little marshmallow chick things. And I, this year I was in charge of it. And one of the winners was a, a kid who did one that was based on the Avengers, like superheroes oh, cool. and things like that. And, and, and he won, it was best theme award because the theme this year was, was comic books. So I called, um, I was calling all the winners today and tell them, hey, you won, we have a prize for you, come get it. And uh, the, the, the kid wasn't home at school, but his mom was just like, I don't know what it was. It's just something in her voice. It was just like, he was, he was going to be thrilled to find out that something he worked on, that this, that this thing that, you know, and he, and he did a really good job. I mean, I could probably send a picture of it, but he, but it just that this was something he loved and that he cared about. And that, that, you know, these are, these are characters that were just his favorite thing in the world. And and that he you know and and you know just you know winning was would was great but it was just it 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 created a connection for him i think mm-hmm. and so and it was just kind of funny because i knew we were going to be talking about this today and it was just like you know that just made my heart happy because mm-hmm. it's just it's like you were excited for this and and you love this you love these characters so much you you entered a contest and it was the, your theme for your entry <laughs> Mm-hmm. And speaking of, speaking of themes, can we take a moment to really appreciate the Alan Silvestri score on this? Oh film? yes, yeah, and how yes. amazing Alan Silvestri mm-hmm. is when it comes to composing this, yes. this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, it's quite excellent. The, the theme that we have come to equate with the Avengers is just yes, oh. Oh. chilling. Yes, you still get chilled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when when that song pops up in my um random in my shuffle, I like I get to I'll stop what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like, oh yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to stop what you're doing and you, it feels like it feels like you need to salute or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little bit it's one of those iconic themes when it comes to superheroes. I mean I equate mm-hmm. it to the uh, John Ottman theme for X2 when it comes to the X-Men, or even John Williams with the Superman theme. Yep. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Well, yep. he was also the one that did the Back to the Future theme. Yes, yes, he yes, right, yes. Which you want to talk about also Silvestri iconic. is. That's how you good want, Silvestri yeah, is. Yeah, it's like you want to talk about iconic? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those like the marching band will play that at a football halftime show and everybody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. They may they may or may not be fans of the of the of the IP, but they know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this it should it. We're I think we're so lucky that being able to look back on this. Mm-hmm. and because it was not a flop and right. it's and what it helped build because i mean the mm-hmm. kind of the like christy was saying the theme of this movie is trying to bring you know earth's mightiest heroes together when you don't know if they're going to work together or not but you you right. know that their skill set is what you need to defeat the bad guy mm-hmm. but if they're if they can't mm-hmm. figure out the personalities 
yeah and figure out how to exactly. work together then it's you know it's, what's what's the point you yeah, know it's not gonna work and it's yep. it, you know it's kind of like you said that rachel it, and i'm like it's kind of a meta thing because you're like wait a minute like people didn't know if the, if coming bringing these characters together in a movie was gonna work mm-hmm, nick fury right. was hoping that the that this it the Avengers work. initiative was going to work so it's it was kind of a i mean i don't I, I don't know that they planned it that way but it's kind of how it worked how it worked out was we you know is this going to work out don't know let's try it mm-hmm. and, well and they laid the groundwork i mean look at all i mean going and looking at all the easter eggs i mean the relationship with natasha and barton yes natasha's mm-hmm. off doing her own black widow thing and colson's calling her like uh hey if we need you it's like i'm right in the middle of something yeah and then we hear him we hear him on the other side you know listening to natasha take out these bad guys i love and then we're that that's Col- that's just colson and a nutshell yes, yes, Natas- right? he's, and- he's waiting on the phone while natasha is kicking three guys' ass simultaneously all yes. by herself while and- tied to a chair yeah, and yes. he's just like, and, and, and then, he may as well be listening to the to the the hold music. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. I always thought yes. that too. And then, and then we catch a glimpse on the helicarrier. We see some clips of her and Barton working together, and yeah. I'm wondering if that's not the Budapest mm-hmm. scenario that we hear about in right. you know. Well, we end up seeing Budapest in the Black Widow Pesh. movie. So exactly. Yeah. So it's just. I'm wondering if that, you know, everything, how they've been able to tie everything from 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, like when point, the, the just, ta- Natasha oh goes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Natasha goes to interrogate Loki and he, yeah. know, the things he mentions, Dracoff's daughter. That's exactly what we yep. got in the Black Widow movie. Is this love, Agent Romanoff? Love is for children. I owe him a debt. Tell me. Before I worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., I, uh, well, I made a name for myself. I have a very specific skill set. I didn't care who I used it for or on. I got on S.H.I.E.L.D.'s radar in a bad way. Agent Barton was sent to kill me. He made a different call. And what will you do if I vow to spare him? Not let you out. Oh, no, but I like this. Your world in the balance, and you bargain for one man. Regimes fall every day. I tend not to weep over that. I'm Russian. Where I was. And what are you now? It's really not that complicated. I got red in my ledger. I'd like to wipe it out. Can you? Can you wipe out that much red? Dracoff's daughter, Sao Paulo, the hospital fire. Barton told me everything. Your ledger is dripping. It's gushing red, and you think saving a man no more virtuous than yourself will change anything? This is the basest sentimentality. This is a child at prayer. You lie and kill in the service of liars. 
and killers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny what he's because, talking about. So yeah, it's just oh. because <clears throat> Hawkeye and Black Widow hadn't had their you know solo movie slash outing show. Yeah, their their solo stuff mm-hmm. yet. Yet we still felt like we knew them. And we mm-hmm. knew them enough to care about them and that, that, that we wanted I think, them. I think it helped because they're the humans. Yes. So, like, we yes. understood yeah. them. They're the, they're the closest to us. Yeah. But we right. still, I mean, we still wanted their 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 origin or, you know, whatever. We wanted mm-hmm. their stories. But we didn't necessarily need them to understand this story. Mm-hmm. So that, that part yeah. was, again, like, you know, we were bringing all these people together and... We kind of know these ones, but we don't know them as maybe as well as as you know Thor or Iron Man. Yeah, right. But we do. I mean, we do um, now. So it's like yeah, hi, we do you now. know hindsight. Watch, watching it now, like after um, the events of uh, Age of Ultron, and mm-hmm. then rewatching right. oh, yeah. this when another um, Joss Sweden. Yeah, but when um, when Phil first calls, when Natasha's you know being being interrogated air quotes mm-hmm. uh by yeah. those russians um you know when I'll, she's like you know i'm in the middle of working i can't leave this and all he has to say is barton's been compromised and you just see this right. look on her face and he, you know when when i'll she be and right loki, there <laughs> yeah when she and loki and have their talk and loki's like is this love and she's like no so you know they they put the kind of kibosh there that though this is not a romantic relationship but it is something deep but then after age of ultron not that scarlett johansson would have known this at the time but in my mind in character Natasha hears Barton's been compromised and her first thought is crap if something happens to him only Fury and I know that he's got a wife right he's got a family he's got a family the kids mm-hmm. he's got yeah the family, and at, yeah. The, at, the, at this point maybe one kid right Time, timeline and wise she, maybe you know maybe she probably maybe, doesn't maybe know. Laura's working on baby number two at this point so right. you know and uh, who's not to say Loki's going to tell Barton, hey, you, you know, have family, you take them out. So I'm sure she was concerned that Laura and family stays protected because if mm-hmm. he wound up harming them, that would have wrecked him even more than mm-hmm. what we had in Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, you see all these, these shield people working on the helicarrier, which I love the helicarrier. Um, all right. That guy's it, playing Galaga. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> playing Galaga, uh, which RDJ totally ad libbed that, so they just added added in the the effect on the screen after. Um, but you know, it's just it. I just oh my god! I just now think just now putting that together when Hawkeye and the other cronies from Loki's crew come and attack the helicarrier. And I don't know if it's necessarily Maria Hill that's doing like the announcements over the PA system going, you know, engines down, that sort of thing. But whoever's making the announcement is, you know, I don't remember the exact words like intruders, invaders, probably intruders. Intruders are in shield gear. And the fact that those people are obviously infiltrating 
disguised as shield but then we actively know that there are people that are on the good side in this movie that are actually hydra like sitwell and the one guy on the world security council the old the, and we the also guy... howard's booth's character yeah howard's booth's character yeah and we also get <laughs> reference in at the beginning when colson comes to visit tony and pepper to get tony on the team tony mm-hmm. answers and says this is a life model LM decoy decoy life model yeah. decoy yeah please leave a message yeah because <laughs> you, cause you know years later <laughs> yeah well you know that you know that more than one person was working on lmds right you know? yeah it's just right. one but person just was so more nice successful than the other on. yeah mm-hmm. yeah the only good thing about the, the best thing to come out of LMDs is the fact that we still have a Phil Coulson running around out there in Lola. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> it may not be this Phil Coulson. <laughs> but shamed. it is a version of but Phil. There is yes. a Phil Coulson out there with Phil Coulson's memories. So mm-hmm. uh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, but it's true though, Rachel. I mean, because even now when you go rewatch these films, knowing what you know, you get even more enjoyment from them because you know what happens mm-hmm. next, and, and exactly. all the interpersonal, all the interpersonal relationships that the characters have, and everything else. So, I mean, there are very few movies that can do that. To where mm-hmm. you can go and look back at a saga, saying, "I know what happens next. I know the ins and outs of these characters," mm-hmm. and it just enriches the experience even more, which is an, an incredible thing. Well, one of the things I also noticed in my rewatch was that. You know, you go back to this movie and then you think of everything that's happened to these characters since this movie. Mm-hmm. Like you think, exactly. you know, Thor lost Asgard, you know, um, you know, Hawkeye met Kate Bishop mm-hmm. and, you know, lost Natasha. And so you had all these different, these changes, you know, Tony, ret- or Tony was killed, Cap retired. And, you know, it just, it's, it, it, it it's, great storytelling that in in all credit i think to kevin Feige and his team for Mm -hmm. coordinating all this and courting and developing this cinematic universe into something special that has its own mythos that stands alone apart from the source material of the marvel comics Despite the devastation, what has been confirmed as an extraterrestrial attack, the extraordinary heroics of the group known as the Avengers has been to many a cause not only for no, comfort, but for really great knowing they're out there. You know, someone's watching over us. And this green guy walks up and he goes, I don't know. I don't exactly feel safe with those things out there. It just seems like there's a lot they're not telling us. Superheroes in New York? Give me a break. These so-called heroes have to be held responsible for the destruction done to the city. This was their fight. Where are they now? Tough questions are being asked about the Avengers themselves, their sudden appearance and equally sudden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I just like, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. I was telling Nick yesterday after we finished our, our Patreon recording. I'm like, this is, you know, even now with the MCU being as big and as full as it is, this is still my number one MCU movie. Right there with mm-hmm. you. 
I will watch this yeah. one I, and have over and over and over <laughs> and over and over. And I, I, and even now I catch something that I did. I like, I had not put the intruders are in shield gear with the fact that there is actual hidden Hydra on that helicarrier. <laughs> like I'm right. just not putting that together. So it's like, uh, every time I watch it, I find or see or hear something new and a lot of times it's building on what they put into the mcu since then um mm-hmm. that that helps a lot it's it's I, I think this is the first time i've watched it since i went to cleveland and visited some of the filming locations so with like they're sweeping all the cameras looking for loki and they're like he's in stuttgart you know and i'm like no he's not he's in cleveland because i've been there <laughs> <laughs> he's by public hall in cleveland Yes, I've been there! <laughs> Kneel before me. I said... Kneel! Is not this simpler? Is this not your natural state? It's the unspoken truth of humanity that you crave subjugation. The bright lure of freedom diminishes your life's joy in a mad scramble for power, for identity. You were made to be ruled. In the end, You will always kneel. Not to men like you. (laughs) There are no men like me. There are always men like you. Look to your elder people. Let him be an example. You know, the last time I was in Germany and saw a man standing above everybody else, we ended up disagreeing. The soldier. I saw Sting there. Some of the other other filming locations, you know, shit's blowing up that's, you know, uh, in, you know, New York, you know, in quote-unquote New York City. Some of it actually was filmed in New York, but most of it was Cleveland. Um, and to be able to now have this, you know, see those locations after I visited visited them is even more fun because I'm like, I've been there, I've been there, I know that <laughs> spot, I've stood there. <laughs> oh, which is a lot of fun. So now I need to go visit some of the other filming locations that they've also used they've used cleveland actually quite a bit in the mcu not just the avengers like they, they used it also in uh Captain winter soldier, America, winter soldier. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's uh probably cheaper to film there <laughs> yeah than in new york holy cow yeah, yeah. well and, and winter soldier supposed to take partially partially in washington dc which is damn near impossible to film in so yeah that ain't happening. Yeah. Nope. So where do we go? Cleveland. So, um, 
but yeah i had a train of thought there now i've lost it <laughs> maybe it'll come back it might or maybe not who knows always after we're done recording like oh right that's probably that's when she records an addendum and just tacks it on at the end yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably oh oh my goodness uh well let's see here um has anyone checked out the extras that are on disney plus with this one i've not had a chance yeah there's the same extra from the blu-ray i don't know i don't have the (laughs) blu-ray i haven't checked like i i had the blu-ray and i watched those extras i i haven't checked out the ones with disney plus so i can't say i i I don't know i mean there's i actually have the blu-ray with me right now yeah if you want Um, to write down the special features sure okay so the blu-ray has the avengers initiative the second screen experience the one shot item 47 mm-hmm. a visual journey yes that's on the that's gag reel yeah deleted scenes <laughs> oh and here's a here's a classic the live to rise Soundgarden music video <laughs> i love that song <sighs> and then you got the assembling the ultimate team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then an audio commentary with whedon okay so yeah you can live with it we can live without that one yeah 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 so that's it's pretty much just a which i had seen most of this stuff like the some of the um the extended scenes like when bruce is talking to the security guard um and like but i had never seen played by harry dean stanton by the way yeah i had never Mm -hmm. seen there's an alternate opening and an alternate ending with Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. Huh. Which I'd never seen that before. And I mean, it's kind of cool, but it really, well, the, the alternate opening, I think probably would have changed the vibe of the movie. The ending, maybe not so much because it ends up going into maria walking with nick and going what do we do now if we need them again because they're scattered all over the place um and she gives it to the world security council as they deserve um although nick fury's comment is still better about the council's (laughs) the council's stupid ass decision Uh, yeah (laughs) one they do not agree with (laughs) yes i've elected to ignore it i've got so much use out of that (laughs) Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes, it's better than Darth Vader's. I've altered the deal. Yes, <laughs> right. I do not alter it again. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I never, I'd never seen those before. So that was that was pretty cool. So, um, I think with the deleted scenes, I like the um Dan Lee cameo deleted scene better than like the actual in oh wait wait (laughs) wait cat when he's like ask her out yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but i mean stan's cameo in this one is kind of fun superheroes in new york (laughs) (laughs) which is a nice a nice way to nod to spider-man without 
<laughs> I mean, I, I know there are a lot more. Or Doctor Strange. Or Doctor or... Strange. Well, yes, as I yeah. say, yeah. There's yeah. a lot, but at that at that point, people Daredevil. were like, people were yeah. very familiar with Spider-Man at the time. Yeah. He was the new. He was the New York superhero. Yeah. So. But yes, there are a lot of superheroes in New York. Yeah. At least as far as Marvel's concerned. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Which is why it's funny coming out of Stanley's yes. mouth. <laughs> it's it's yeah. funny on many levels. Yes. But... Uh, oh. Uh, Does anybody have anything else? Well, I actually did want to share something really, really quickly. Um, funny story. Last time I was actually in Tuscany, I ran into Seamus McGarvey, who is the cinematographer on this film. Nice. And, uh, yeah, because, awesome. I mean, I, I was with some, you know, some friends, and Charles will probably appreciate this because he is Irish, by the way. And he's, uh, there you go. Days, and he's, he's obviously he's, a man <laughs> of outstanding character. There you go, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just there with some, with some uh, American friends there, and they're like, oh, you know, this is our, our buddy Seamus. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, so what do you do? He's like, I'm a cinematographer. Like, okay, cool. And I was kind of drinking my beer. He's like, oh, yeah, I worked on The Avengers, and I almost, like, choked. I was like, what? <laughs> You're the cinematographer for The Avengers? He's like, yeah. Talking about exactly. buried a lead there. <laughs> Exactly. So that was, like, that was quite... I don't do anything special, just the Avengers. Should have done a spit take, Nick. Yeah. Exactly. That that was quite I was just, I was just like, okay, uh, I just need to gather my thoughts in. So, you know, we've got chatting and he's really, really nice chap and everything else. And and then I actually went and looked at his cinematographer and said, dude, could you explain something to me? You were the cinematographer of the Avengers, you did Godzilla. What in the world possessed you to do fifty shades of gray? And he kind of looked oh, at me and grinned. It was like, you know, we all have our, our have our low points. I was like, okay, I get it. You know, so that was, and, and we didn't discuss it ever since after that. <laughs> money, money, dear boy. Yeah. Great, yes. yeah. The movie that shall not be named. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, he, was, he, he, he kind of chuckled. He's like, yeah, you know, I, there is that too. And then, you know, he just carried on talking about uh, the Avengers and the great time that he had as well. And uh, you know, definitely shout out to Seamus because he did a great job uh, uh, cinemat- nice. when it comes to cinematography. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure so even cinematographers must eat. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Lo- yeah. I can't, I can't say uh, I have as big a connection, uh, but uh, that year, actually when the Avengers was released uh like a couple of weeks after it was released Chauncey and I went uh out and uh ran into a guy that was wearing a like a you know Marvel t-shirt you know something very obvious um and we're like oh you seen the Avengers yeah 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 we started talking with him because it's like obviously he's a fan and he's like yeah I'm in it He's an extra in the Stuttgart scene when Loki's kneeling all over everybody. <laughs> right. So he got to tell us what that was like. It was like, well, you know, it was it's exciting because um, he did end up in frame just barely because um, he was close enough to the old guy that ends up standing up to confront Loki. Um, mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. It, like, it, but it was also kind of boring because you know you're stuck in this big old crowd kneeling on the ground. 
yeah all sure. day so. i'm sure that'd get kind of uncomfortable after a while but still yeah yeah, yeah but still like you know he, he's in it so that was that was really cool chance and i ended up taking a picture with him <laughs> so, can't tell you what the guy's name was but he was super nice about it cool uh, so speaking of extras you all know the one extra that became a bigger part in the mcu mm-hmm. certain police officer yep the travel yeah. and time yeah in two weeks uh, <laughs> technically yeah <laughs> certain uh certain uh certain shield agent from uh back in the day Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i was i was when that he popped up and i'm like "Ah, here he is Mm -hmm. every now and then somebody will get you know have a bit part and then they'll pop up again and get to be a bigger part so yep uh but yeah that was uh uh kind of kind of funny to be like uh, ever hey how you doing buddy (laughs) (laughs) where he is just young cop (laughs) yeah yeah for that for that particular credit i'm sure at the time he was like oh yeah you know i get to be in the you know marvel movie it's like who are you gonna play young cop <laughs> hey, it's something to put on the resume. It is something. Mm-hmm. He would, you know, he'd only have to wait three more years and then he'd get cast as Daniel Sousa. So, you know. Uh. <laughs> well, it was a dollhouse with Weed's show. Yeah. <clears throat> so, oh, anybody got anything else other than like me and wanting to quote this movie over and over and over, <laughs> over, and over yeah who, who needs to sit down and watch it just listen to rachel you're really <laughs> I, I say, like i said it may not be completely accurate it also may not be in order but you'll get it so mm-hmm. you know <laughs> well that is awesome so yeah cool so. well uh which uh nick charles which one of you wants to you have some overlap there so plug away plug 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 your things go for it where can our illustrious listeners find you okay well when it comes to me folks if country music is your speed i can be found hosting the radio show whiskey and cigarettes where we play today's country traditional country and everything else in between more info about that is our website that's whiskey and cigarettes show.com podcast wise if superheroes movies are your speed i can be found of course hosting happiness in darkness a superhero movie podcast which was mentioned earlier on on this episode and also uh, uh, of course rachel myself and zan sprouse can be found discussing best picture winning movies on gold standard the oscars podcast having a great time doing that and uh, when it comes to myself and charles so in order to save him um having not to go down the the um shopping list him and i <laughs> can be found on the fandom zone where we are currently discussing moon Knight and having such a 
fun time doing that. And uh, also, if you're fans of Titans or Doom Patrol, Charles and I did discuss the latest seasons of Titans and Doom Patrol and actually got to talk to some of the folks who worked on that show. And so we had a fabulous, fabulous time with that. And uh, if you want to see all the crazy things I get up to when it comes to more the nerdy stuff, you can find me on DJ Nicktagram. And what about you, Charles? Well, Nick, as for me, of course, uh, you can find me at Charles Skeggs on Twitter, at Charles Skeggs on Instagram. Or Facebook, Charles Skaggs in Hilliard, Ohio. I'd definitely appreciate it if you'd like to follow me there. Or you can come over to my blog, Geeky Things, Damn Good Coffee and Hot, where I talk about comic book stuff, comic book TV stuff, comic book movie stuff, or, hey, you know, all kinds of sci-fi news of my other podcasts for wonderful and strange productions, including, well, hey, the aforementioned The Phantom Zone podcast that I do with Nick. Where, like you said, we're, we finished up Superman and Lois season two. And now we're talking Moon Knight, which is all kinds of fun. And then also, like Nick said, Titan Talk, the Titans podcast, where we talk Titans and the New Patrol. And then also do Ghost with the Twin Peaks podcast with Zan Sprouse, Nick and Rachel's co-host on, on Gold Standard, where we talk all things Twin Peaks and David Lynch. And yeah, every so often we talk uh, Harry Dean Stanton from the Avengers. And then um, last but certainly not least, Drunk Cinema that I do with Zan Sprouse. And oh, I also forgot, uh, Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast that I do with a lot of the wonderful people here on this podcast. So Rachel Friend or Holly Mack or DJ Nick. And they all joined me to talk Doctor Who, Torchwood, Sarah Jane Adventures, Big Finish Audios and more. And Hopefully, all three of you wonderful people will come back soon and uh, talk more on Next Stop Everywhere with me because it's a lot of fun. And I hope everybody checks out my podcast. So basically, if you like podcasts of any sort, check out <laughs> check That's out right. everything that was just listed. There you go. <laughs> and and they'll try to get a Star Trek podcast up and running. <laughs> plenty of material for that uh, nick I, I just want to make one one small comment you, you mentioned earlier you you know you had your black sabbath phase but now you do a, a, a country music podcast and i adore that by the way <laughs> i guess i'm kind of like moon knight i have different person musical personalities living inside me i guess Oh, don't look at my iTunes. Just <laughs> I'm say, yeah, my iTunes. Are we talking mm-hmm. to Mr. Nick tonight? Tonight it's Mr. Nick, exactly. Mr. Yeah. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks you guys for being here. And uh just uh, it was it was great to have some extra perspective on this awesome movie and we all to get to geek out and squee together so well, well thank we'll have you so much i really enjoy doing this podcast by the way because all of you are so relaxed and you have a lot of fun <laughs> and you're all just so, such wonderful people so uh, it really makes Aww. me feel at home so well, i appreciate it th- thank you i'm glad you glad that you enjoyed it and we we do our best we just well both of you are welcome back anytime and it doesn't have to be together I mean, it, it kind of seems like y'all are a package deal at this point, but it doesn't have to be the case. Well, yeah. we're, we're kind of well, like the dynamic duo of podcasting these days. <laughs> well, seems, through, seems like it. Nick says he goes through separation anxiety without me, so. I do. I miss <laughs> Charles. Did, did, did you name, do you have a teddy bear that's named Charles? Just, you know, in case. 
here's the very here's the very weird thing and i'll try to keep it as brief as possible and this is a true story when i first started talking as a little as a little baby um my i went up to my grandmother and she was like yo why are you talking everything else and i said i'm not nick and she's like who are you i said my name is charles and i own a book and, and i own a bookstore in london how long have I not heard this story before now? I don't know. I thought that was the right time to share it, but it's true. It's a true story. I have, I have zero recollection of this story. My mother reminds me of this, that I said my name was Charles and I had a bookstore in London. Oh my goodness. Yep. Wow. That is hilarious. <laughs> well, Nick, I just remember, it. I'm kind of big on time travel. I'm just leaving it there. There you go. <laughs> oh dear. There, there's 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 a there's a sci-fi story are, in there are, are you are you really a uh uh one of charles's regenerations nick's nick and you cross your own time stream <laughs> who knows i mean as i said i am i am uh you know of alien origin so as i said yes um, we've established that too <laughs> well, that, that's the problem with regeneration sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah we love having you guys you're awesome oh, so. and then uh just just to round everything out if any of our listeners want to chime in with their thoughts on the avengers or any other topic touched upon here today even if it is hockey or or having uh <laughs> or telling telling your grandmother your name is charles and you own a bookstore in london <laughs> uh chime in with with your feedback our email address is fiveishfangirls.com right five ish fangirls at gmail.com sorry i'm getting ahead of myself and our website is the fiveishfangirls.com and that has links to all of our social media places to leave comments and uh ways to support the podcast our patreon our merch shop and as always we thank you for your support we thank you for listening thank you for your feedback and glad that you are with us so everyone take care and we'll see you in the next one mm-hmm. all right so with that we shall sign off for this week this is Brittany Bubs saying goodnight this is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City this is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening and this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Is the sun up? Then put it on the left. to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. 
For official Five-ish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash Five-ish Fangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening and may the squee be with you.